Hi there, friends. Welcome to the Still Becoming Podcast, a place where women like you and me find help to move from where you are to where you want to be. I'm your host, Laura Acuna. The Still Becoming Podcast is where we gather to rethink our thinking about ourselves, our lives, and about our God. We will learn to reframe our shame and trade in limiting beliefs for the liberating truth from God's Word. And why the title Still Becoming? Because that's the Christian journey, isn't it? As we apply God's perfect Word to our lives for growth and change, we are always growing, always learning, and still becoming the women He created us to be. It's never perfect, and it's not too late. Do I need to say that again? It is never perfect, and it is not too late. Sadly, the thread that runs through so many of our lives is shame. But with each Still Becoming episode, we will replace the thread of shame with the thread of self-compassion and God's glorious grace. I am so glad you're here for the journey, and I'm praying that God will speak directly to you through today's episode. Are you ready? Let's go. Hi, and welcome to episode three of the Still Becoming podcast. I am truly grateful that you're here. It's my greatest prayer and my deepest hope that over the past two episodes already, God has been speaking to you about your very specific situation when it comes to body image and dieting and an unhealthy relationship with food. I'm looking forward to episode three because I'm going to get into our bodies. And I know for some of us, that's a little touchy. It's something that we really don't like to think about too much, but we must. And so as we go along and talk about things we've given up, today I'm going to talk about how I gave up hating my body. I gave up hating my body. It was hard. And I can remember being in a therapist's chair, my beloved therapist, Nicole, who was nudging me ever so gently toward maybe possibly admitting that maybe, 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 maybe my body might be sort of okay. And I would say no. And I can picture myself, arms folded across my chest in the therapist chair, absolutely flat out rejecting any notion that my body was okay in any way. It was completely not going to happen. But that's the magic of therapy and the goodness and the grace of God, because I can tell you today that I've learned to love my body, and I'm going to explain what that means. But let me go back to the days where I was refusing. Hating my body hinged on two very rigid and deeply held beliefs. And there goes that black and white thinking again that I talked about in episode two. They were so hard to give up. I already told you I viewed my body as my sworn enemy. But I also believe that if I accepted my body, I'd have to accept being overweight for the rest of my life. Translated, if I love my body, I'm admitting defeat. And I wasn't about to do that. Again, it all comes down, girls, to what we think and how we think. My tangled thoughts of dieting and body image were my security blanket. And I believed if I gave it all up, I would give up my dream. And here's the thing that's so backwards. I didn't know it at the time, but I know it now. We hold on to these unhealthy security blankets thinking that somehow we're holding on to our dream. But the truth is that the dream will only come when we let go of these unhealthy things we're doing. And so, again, my limiting belief was if I give up hating my body, I'm giving up my dream. But as I began my journey, I found out that my long-held beliefs 
were an obstacle to my progress. Like Nehemiah's rubble, they were in the way. And even though it wasn't easy, they had to go. For me to be free from disordered eating, I had to work with my body, not against it. I had to learn how to trust what it was telling me. There simply was no other way. We can't hate our body into being healthy. We can't respect something we loathe, and we can't love something we don't trust. The path to healing is not littered with self-hate. It's strewn with self-compassion and love. So after decades of disconnection and disdain, trust seemed impossible and love unthinkable. But nothing, nothing is impossible with God. And over time, I really did learn to love and trust my body. Unbelievable, but true. And it was surprising to find that I can love my body and yet not be fully satisfied with where I am right now. I'm healing. I'm still becoming. There is grace. I can cultivate a healthy relationship with the body I have today and not wait for the one I'll have tomorrow. For me, the secret to loving and trusting my body is to treat it well and watch how it responds. I had so much to learn and so much to let go of, but the fruit of this has truly been remarkable. I learned so much from my dietitian Amy. One of the first things she taught me was to trust my body to let me know when it was time to eat and when it was time to stop. I actually didn't know. I was fully familiar with starving and stuffed, but I didn't know what normal hunger and satiated felt like. It was completely foreign to me. As I fed my body well and paid attention to what it was telling me, I trusted the hunger cues it was sending to me, and I could actually hear them again because I'd been overriding those cues for so many years that I couldn't hear them anymore. But now they're loud and clear. Janine Roth, wonderful author for women who struggle with food and body, says this, if you pay attention to when you're hungry, what you're eating, when you've had enough, you end the obsession because obsession and awareness cannot exist together. This skill was so vitally important to me when I gave up dieting because instead of putting my trust in plans and numbers, I placed my trust in God and the body he created, and it has faithfully responded by becoming healthier and stronger. According to a recent study by NIH, 84% of women report they're unhappy with their bodies. Another study put the number at 91%. We know this reflects our culture and the toxic messages we've received over a lifetime. But this is not the message of scripture. In Psalm 139, we're told that we're fearfully and wonderfully made. I gave up hating my body. And you know what I found? I found a companion for the journey. And no one is more surprised than me. Friends, I am so excited to share that my new book, Still Becoming, Hope, Help, and Healing for the Diet-Weary Soul, will be published on December 13th. Still Becoming is a 31-day devotional journal that takes you on a sacred journey where you'll discover true freedom and that healing and peace have nothing to do with the number on a scale. Join me and learn to rethink your struggles with disordered eating, body image, and dieting through the lens of self-compassion and God's grace. And even though Still Becoming releases on December 13th, it's available for pre-order today. And if you order before December 13th, there'll be lots of freebies offered through my website. So go to laura-acuna.com and order your copy of Still Becoming today. 
I'm praying for redeemed, restored, and repaired hearts as we take the first brave steps toward thinking of ourselves and our struggles in a brand new way. So in keeping with the theme of today's episode, which is taking a look at our relationship with our bodies, I want to read an excerpt directly from my book, Still Becoming, because it kind of tags on to what I'm speaking about today. When we're in the dieting mindset, when we have you know negative body image issues, we can become restricted and small. We can hold ourselves back. We can hide ourselves away. And I'm talking mostly physically, but of course, we know we do that emotionally and spiritually as well. So let me read one of the days from my devotional to you as we end. I'll finish up with the soul fitness exercise so we can work on strengthening our core. Then I'm going to pray for you. Second Samuel 2220. He brought me out into a spacious place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. I know I'm dating myself, but travel back to 1965 with me. The Sound of Music, a movie starring Julie Andrews, was released to a public still reeling from the assassination of John F. Kennedy. By November 1966, The Sound of Music had become the highest grossing film of all time. The music, written by Rodgers and Hammerstein, remains one of the most successful soundtrack albums in history. When I was a little girl, we knew all the songs by heart. The opening scene of the movie is set in a lush, wide-open field at the top of an Austrian hillside with majestic snow-topped peaks in the background. Julie Andrews appears. She is running toward us through the vast green field. Her arms are open. She is joyfully singing and her body is twirling. All at once, the viewer is transported to that Austrian hilltop and can almost breathe in the clear crystal air, expanse of space, sheer beauty of the setting, and Julie's uninhibited, contagious joy. We want to twirl on that mountain with her. I have a picture of myself taken on Easter Sunday when I was five years old. I'm wearing the typical little girl Easter Sunday uniform of the era a white dress with pink smocking, frilly lace socks that turn down at the ankles, patent leather Mary Jane shoes, and an Easter bonnet symbolize the moment. I'm twirling in the photo. In fact, I'm spinning so fast that my dress is blurred and my bonnet is missing. I imagine I felt so happy in my pretty clothes, so thrilled it was Easter Sunday, so joyous that my grandparents were visiting, and I was so hyped up on peeps that I couldn't help myself. I had to twirl. There's nothing but unrestrained freedom and joy in that picture. As an adult, I've experienced many moments over the years when I looked at the photo of myself and I wondered, when did I stop twirling? Maybe you can relate to the sadness that washed over me when I realized I'd allowed life events to steal my joy. Has something stolen yours? I believe we were all born to be twirling girls, to live uninhibited and free in this one short life God has given us, breaking free from debilitating strongholds and false beliefs about our bodies and how we nourish them is how we reclaim the twirling girl that still lives inside of each of us. She's inside you, simply waiting for the grown-up you to become aware and set her free. Once our eyes are open to how we've been fooled by our culture, the media, a billion-dollar weight loss industry, snake oil salespeople, and the enemy himself, We can't unsee what we've seen. We can't unknow what we now know. Awareness is 99% of the battle. As we heal and reclaim our true selves, 
we will twirl again. And this freedom has nothing to do with what we weigh. Twirling girls come in all shapes and sizes. We will appear with our arms open, running out to our spacious place of peace. Our singing and twirling will be as worship to the one who brought us there. Our uninhibited joy will become contagious, and others will awaken to what they too have kept hidden away. Like the little girls who wish they could twirl with Julie Andrews, they will want to twirl with you as well. Imagine a world full of joyful, unencumbered, twirling women proclaiming their healing. Try to imagine an army of sisters who do not worry about what they weigh because they know their God delights in them as they are. The impact to our family, friends, and communities would prove immeasurable. What a beautiful world it would be if we dared to become twirling girls again. Oh, Lord, may it be so. May it be so. And now for our soul fitness exercise, strengthening your core. I want you to think about your body and your relationship to it. And what is your reaction when I ask you what my therapist asked me? Can you consider, can you acknowledge that your body is good? Can you possibly believe that you could love your body one day? Journal those thoughts. And I want you to come back to them later and see how you've grown. And then when you imagine yourself free, what image comes to mind? Is it a twirling girl or does another picture pop up? Where does this thought come from? A childhood memory, a movie, a painting, a song? Journal why this image means so much to you. Go into as much detail as possible and then sit. Have your Sela time. Sit with that image for a while and record your thoughts and feelings. Let me pray for you. Dear Heavenly Father, it's hard sometimes to picture ourselves free when we've been tied up for years. I ask you to please bring an image to the minds of my listeners of what freedom could look like for them. Please keep it in front of them when they're discouraged or feel stuck. Help them choose to accept faith in you that you're bringing them out into a spacious place because you're delighted in them. Thank you for helping us all become the women you've created us to be. Thank you for sticking with us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you for joining me, friends. I'm so glad you came. And before you go, if you enjoyed our time together, and I really hope you did, please subscribe to the Still Becoming podcast, leave a review, and tell your friends. And I'd love to stay in touch. The best way is for you to subscribe to my newsletter, The Latest from Laura, via my website. And of course, I'm on all the socials. You can find all the links in the show notes. Thanks again for coming by, and I'll see you next time on the Still Becoming podcast. 